And welcome to Reyim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. So happy you're joining me today on Lagba Omer. Yes, today is the 33rd day of the Omer. And today is literally a really special day. Really, really special day. For those of you who are listening to this on Monday night, I guess you know that you've had an amazing Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer is today. And I'm sure that you've heard so many explanations and understandings as far as why this day is so special. We're celebrating Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai's life. We're celebrating everything Rabbi Shimon Yechai gave us. But you want to know something interesting? Um, I was actually looking today in Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah Bura to see what it speaks about Lag Baomer. I didn't see anything about Shimon Bar Yechai. You know what it speaks about? It says that the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva all the Talmudim, 24,000 of Talmudim Rabbi Akiva, the plague ended. And that's why Noyagin Ktsas Simcha Ba'aisa Yom, if you take a look at Mishnah Bura, what actually speaks about Lagba Omer, that Lagba Omer, no matter which, it doesn't make a difference whether you hold the first man, the second man, the other's man, we know one thing. That's Lagba Omer, the day we celebrate. We celebrate on this day. So let's understand. So there's two things. First of all, we all know, obviously, Rabshim Bayachai. In Miran, last night, um, today, I, I was actually in Flappish yesterday, I'm looking around, and there's like so many, so, so many celebrations going on in Borough Park, in Flatbush. I don't know, when I grew up, because I did grow up here, I, I, I'm like, I'm looking around, it wasn't like it is today. Today there's all these mirrors, there's all these celebrations, all these simchas, and it's mamish beautiful to see how many people, families were going to celebrate Lagba Omer. Such a special day. Really such a special day. Okay, so for those of you who are new to the show, what we do here is we try to give you skills and tools to be able, through Siyat Ishmaya, through HaKadosh Baruch Hu helping us, provide you with some guidance, help empower your relationship with your spouse. And not just spouse, sometimes with your family as well. Thank you for listening today, by the way. Thank you for listening today on Lag Ba Omer. There is so much I want to speak about today. But first, let's just start with Lag Ba Omer. So what do we know? We know that Lag Ba Omer is a day that we're celebrating Hashem Baruch life, everything that he gave us. And we're also happy, or we're Baruch Hashem, realizing that the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva, the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva, now, it's a machlaik is when exactly, whatever it is, but Lagbaima, we say that what? Hamidim Rabbi Akiva stopped, stopped dying. Now, why, why was there this plague? Why Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim? What happened exactly? Well, we all know, they did not give respect one to the other. The Talmidim Rabbi Akiva did not give respect to one to the other. So now, I want everybody to stop a second, okay? No matter what you're doing right now, you're in a car, you're in your house, you're getting ready for Shabbos, Wherever you are, I, I want you to stop a second. And just let's think, that I, have a, I have a question for you. Here's a question. Why are we celebrating today? Why are we celebrating? Okay, Shem V'yichai is one thing. We take a look in Shulchan Aruch, we should speak about Shem V'yichai. So something else going on here also. Obviously, But what else? The fact that the Talmud Rebekiva, it was over. The plague was over. The Machloikes, the Gezeira that was put in place because of the machlokas that happened, the big machlokas, yes, the really big machlokas that was going on, Rabbi Kiva's Talmidim, we don't understand what that means, but there was machlokas there, and that ended, and then we started something else, we started Shalom, that's what it is, we started Shalom, it's all 
about the fact that we are accepting on ourselves not to have the machlokas, not to fight, not to argue, not to criticize, not to attack, not to, not to got you, to say, you know what? I'm being mevater for the sake of shalom with our friends, with our chavrusis, with our family, and most important of all, with your spouse. There's nothing more important than having shalom with your spouse. I speak about it so many times, and every time, every time I speak about it, actually many times I speak about it, people come to me and say to me, oh, actually, you don't even realize what Chazal speaks about shalom. You have no idea what, what I'll show you, Mama Chazal, I'll show you this, I'll show you that, how important it is. Well, you know the Pasuk I like best? Darcheya darke noam v'chol shalom. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to me right now, and you don't have shalom in your house, you're married, and you don't have shalom bias, I am telling you, you do not understand how awful, how toxic, how dangerous it is. I don't care if you're learning Torah all day and all night. And I'm not just saying this for myself. I spoke to Benny Gudelim about this. You could be learning, you could be learning Torah, you could be doing mitzvot, you could be a chesed person. You know how many couples come to me and they tell me, Rabbi Greenfield, usually I hear from the wives, my husband is such an ish chesed, he does so much chesed for the community, or he brings so many people into the house and he helps people, but for some reason he doesn't, there's no chesed with me, I feel like he doesn't care about me. So I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, number one, number one in life is shalom. There's nothing more important than shalom. And if you're making a mistake to think that today Lag Ba'omer we're only celebrating Kodav Shem Yochai, let me explain you something. We're celebrating and we come to realize the machlokas is over. That gazero is over. Now we're starting new. Now we're starting with Shalom. Rabbi Kiva himself, instead of giving up, instead of Rabbi Kiva saying, you know what, there's so much machlokas. I had all these talmidim. I- I'm just going to give up. I- I'm just done. I'm done. You know, I'm laughing because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I hear that line. I, I cannot tell you how many times I hear that line. Where, you know, a spouse tells me, I- I'm just done. I'm just done. I'm just, forget it. I'm, I'm checking out. <laughs> I'm checking out. I'm done. No, no. Rabbi Akiva didn't say that. He had 24,000 Talmidim who died, okay? They all stopped dying. And you know what? It was over. They all stopped dying because there's no one left. Instead of saying to himself, you know what? Forget it. I'm just, forget it. I, I'm just, forget it. You know what? Fine. I'm not going to have any more Talmidim. He still went on. Rabbi Akiva said, you know what? No problem. I'm going to have more Talmidim. And he had five Talmidim. And of those five Talmidim, one of those Talmidim was Rameer Balanes. Okay, we just had his yard site the other day. That was one of those Talmidim. And Rameer Balanes had a Talmid, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. And if not for that, think about it. All of our Mishnayis, Gemara, everything was Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, right? Think about it. If, what would happen if Rabbi Kiva would give up? And then he had another Talmid, Rabbi Shimon Bayechai. And that's what we're celebrating today. But we, you know what we're really celebrating? We're celebrating that we're motivated to bring peace. We're motivated to bring Shalom into the world. Rami, Rabbi Greenfield, Rabbi Kabbalah, and everything. Where did it all start from? It all started because Nebuch, there was a tremendous machlekes, tremendous fighting going on, and Rabbi Akiva said, no, I don't care. There was machlekes, but I'm going to start new. He's going he's gonna to start new. He's going to teach Torah. And what we're saying is we are going to bring shalom into our houses, into our communities, into everything. I'm very excited about today's show. I really am. Let me tell you why. Because I, I, I don't know why... You know, I, I really never know. I'm just like, you know, it's funny. I'm speaking here in the studio, and I know I'm talking to so many people, Baruch Hashem, so many people give me feedback and call me and everything. Also, by the way, right, I just want to mention, 
a very important thing. A lot of you are sending me texts and emails, and I have not gotten back to you. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just incredibly, incredibly busy. That does not mean I'm incredibly, incredibly important. All it means is that Kodesh Baruch decided that I'm busy. And because I'm busy, I just simply cannot get to everybody right away. I believe that I will get some of you. I read, I read you. I, I read some of your emails. They're very complicated. I can't answer them. So some of them, I'm going to have to speak to you. Some of them, I'll just I'll be able to answer shortly or whatever on your texts also. So I'm not ignoring you. I will get to those emails and I will get to those texts as well. So what am I saying? Right. So what I'm saying now is like this. What I'm saying to you people is, all the wonderful, amazing people who listen to the show, and a lot of you I got to meet in the in the conference that Sunday night. Thank you all for coming. What I'm saying to you is that there's nothing more important than shalom. There's nothing more important. You don't believe me? Ask anybody. I mean, Rabbi Greenville, Tyra. If you have Tyra and you don't have shalom, the whole purpose of Torah, take a look at the end of, of, of Hilchus Hanukkah and the Ramam. He says, the whole purpose of Tyra is for shalom. What do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? That's pretty... How do you know? The Ramam says it. Take a look at the Ramam. He says it clearly. The, if you don't have Shalom in your house, it, it's, like, it's like you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You, you're wasting everything. All right. So today, I, I was going to, I was, I, I, right. These shows, Baruch Hashem, I really have to say, you no. Know, people thank me and this and that. Baruch Hashem. I truly thank a Kodesh Baruch Hu, really, because Hashem is the one who gives me all the siyat Hashem. I feel like I'm a shliach for Kodesh Baruch Hu. Okay, whatever, you know. Everybody tries. None of the stuff, you know, I speak, I really stand on the shoulders of giants. I really stand on the shoulders of giants. And what I want to say is that I really feel, I have to thank Kodesh Baruch Hu publicly here on the air. Forgive me siyat because I can't tell you how many times I'm like, okay, I have a show tomorrow. What am I going to speak about? But we spoke about this already. We spoke about this already. And for some reason, Kodesh Baruch Hu just, I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's true. I, I feel like a Kaddish Baruch just give me Siyad Today's show is going to, I'm telling you, it's going to be an amazing, today's show, we're going to be speaking about an extremely pivotal piece of Shalom in your house. Now is Lag Ba'omer. Now is the time to accept upon yourself, for those of you who haven't yet. I'm going to bring Shalom into my house. For those of you who don't have Shalom, we're going to have Shalom. I'm going to have peace on a daily basis. I'm going to take all those fights that we have. They're not going to happen anymore. I'm going to connect to my spouse on an emotional level. We're going to feel one. We're going to feel echad. We're going to bring the shechina down into our home. And today I want to talk about an extremely, extremely, extremely important tool when it comes to this, specifically being Shabbos. I cannot tell you how the day Shabbos can either make it or break it in your relationship. I, I, you know, I've been working with many couples, Baruch Hashem, Kodesh Baruch Hu's to work with couples. And I want to tell you, like this, I've had this many times over, where a couple is doing really good, they're improving, they're working on their skills and their tools, and they're doing much better, Baruch Hashem. And then comes Shabbos, and Shabbos kills the whole thing. I, I, even when I'm saying it, I feel uncomfortable telling you this. I mean, Shabbos kills the whole thing. The Nisayon of Shabbos, the Nisayon of Shabbos takes away the Shalom bias. The, the Nisoyan of Shabbos is, is two-pronged. Either it could take away the Shalom bias or it could usher in the Shalom bias. And if we, if we get it right and if we implement the right skills and tools, we can usher in the Shabbos. You could take whatever level of Shalom that you have in your house, whatever level of connection that you have with your spouse, you can elevate it fivefold, tenfold, just with Shabbos. I, I want you to listen to this, okay? Because some of you are like, okay, we're for this. Sounds nice, but... But uh, I'm just curious, is there a Greenfield? It, it, I'm just saying, you get this from anywhere, whatever. Listen to this, it's unbelievable. I'm actually taking this out 
from a sefer called Shirin Verachshin. It's an amazing sefer um, that actually is written by Rishmul David Hakoyan Friedman. And, and his Sfarim had tremendous, tremendous Haskamas from Chaim Kanievsky, very Chashiv and Mansha wrote a sefer on Shabbos. It's a beautiful, beautiful sefer called Shirin Verachshin. I love this book because it's, you read, I read this on Shabbos. I just actually got it. I read it on Shabbos and it mamish and makes my Shabbos really, really, it, it empowers my Shabbos. Listen to this. He writes here, Shein Vrachshin on Amud Tadik Vav. says, The Kasu Vikitish Shla. The Shla Kadash writes, listen to this, unbelievable. Yezaru me'od shelo yehei chas v'shalom machlokes b'neim b'shabbos b'in ish le'ish. So be very, very careful that there shouldn't be machlokes in your house on Shabbos or Erev Shabbos, for that matter. Why? Listen to this. Kiye sheidim mimonim alzeh, because there are sheidim, those are uh, bad angels that are in charge of this. Kishiroin shiyesh machlokes ben ish le ishto. When they see that there's a machlokes between husband and wife, az me'orin yoser machlokes b'neim k'dei l'achshilam. Listen to this. There are sheidim that are in charge. When they see that you're fighting with your, with your husband or with your wife on Shabbos, they try to get you into another fight. They're actually in charge of getting you into fights on Shabbos. Can you imagine this? This is, this is it's crazy. How do you know this? There's a story. It's a fabulous story. By the way, if you don't know about the story, it's a fabulous story. It's brought down in Gittin. There was a story of Meir. He came to a certain house. There was a husband and a wife that were fighting every Shabbos. And Rav Meir came to their house. Vishahar Rav Meir, so Rav Meir was like, this is not good. That's the Rav Meir we're talking about. Rav Meir, what did he do? Shah Rav Meir, Shama, Gimel, Shabbosos, Zeh, He stayed, Meir stood there, and he stayed there for three Shabbosos. Three Shabbosos, maybe he brought his family along, I, I don't know exactly, but I'll tell you. Rav Meir, Rav Meir stayed in this house, three Shabbosos straight, Bilal Shabbos, Shabbos, Shalom B'neim, and he used to do Shalom, he used to, Promote peace between them. Then, listen, Rav Meir heard, shade. he heard this shade. Enough, enough, I'm out of this house. Do you hear what I just said? This is not like, oh, yeah, it's a nice thing. Like, hello, anybody who. I know most of the people who are listening to me right now are Shomer Shabbos, or Machshiv Shabbos, understand the Kedusha of Shabbos. But you know what many of you are not getting? Many of you are not getting that if there's no shalom in your house on Shabbos, if there's no peace, or, can, or mind you, I say connection between you and your spouse on Shabbos, it's not a good thing. It's a very bad thing. There are shadim that are in charge of creating machlokas in your house. Rev Meir stood in someone's house to take away that machlokas. Do you understand how important Shabbos, first of all, let me, let's understand one thing about Shabbos, okay? And I know a lot of you know this, and I'm sorry, that's a chazara, I know, but it's important. Shabbos is Bakar HaBracha. Shabbos is, you know, I used to think of Shabbos, till honestly, I know this is, okay, I'm going to say it on there, till even, I'm telling you, a few years ago, I didn't realize, till a few years ago, that I used to think of Shabbos as part of a puzzle. Meaning you have, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then you have Shabbos. Okay, great, now it's Shabbos. So Shabbos comes at the end, and Shabbos, I know Shabbos, Kedusha, you know, Shabbos, it's Kedusha, I always know how, Kedusha. But I didn't have something that I want to share with everybody over here. Shabbos is not like a puzzle. It's not just part of the week. I want you to think of the week. This is actually not my vart. This is actually of Noach Weinberg, Zatzal, his, his vart. 
the what? Shabbos, take a look at the week like a Rubik's Cube. You know what a Rubik's Cube is? You know how you twist a cube? And you have six sides to the, to the cube? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are all part the sides of the Rubik's Cube. That's what the days of the week are. They're like six sides of the Rubik's Cube. But you know what Shabbos is? Shabbos is the epicenter. Shabbos is the middle, the, the, the foundation of that Rubik's Cube, the joints, the whole thing that inside that wouldn't work without, without the inside of the Rubik's Cube. That inside is Shabbos. The whole week is based on Shabbos. The bracha, the blessing that you have in your house during the week, part and parcel is based on how your Shabbos is. You know, I want to tell you, there's a lot of people who are very wealthy, who I know, I'm not, I'm not telling you this like a foolproof way of getting wealthy, but I'm just telling you, I'm telling you a fact. I, you know, I deal with all sorts of people, Baruch Hashem. And amongst them, there are a lot of very, very wealthy people, really wealthy people. And I asked them, I said to them, I, I, I asked them, you know, Baruch Hashem, you're very, you're very wealthy, and that, and many people tell me, I, I, I know and I feel, I attribute it to the covet I give on Shabbos, to what I do for Shabbos, how I'm ready for Shabbos, I'm prepared for Shabbos, how I try to work not to have machlokas, that one day I don't want to have machlokas on Shabbos. It, it's so important. Shabbos is the foundation. Shabbos is the makar. Shabbos is the roots. <sighs> if I haven't convinced you yet, you're listening to me right now, and I haven't convinced you yet. I want you to listen to this, okay? That's why this computer's giving me problems. I, now I know how important this is. I see that my computer's giving me problems. Okay, listen to this. He brings down Rav Tzadok HaKayin. It's like this. The first time the Torah ever speaks about something, some sort of aspect, he says that, that whatever it's talking about, that's the root of that Indian. I'm talking about, I'll give you an example I'm talking about. The first time the Torah ever speaks about Kedusha, holiness, what does it say? It says, benched, blessed the seventh day, and he made it holy. And you know what that comes to tell us? It's coming to tell us, this is a tzaddik, he says that what? He says, the Kedusha of Shabbos encompasses all the Kedushas of the world. I am going to say this again because this is so important. The Kedusha, the holiness of Shabbos is the root and encompasses, is kolel, all the Kedushas of the world. So Shabbos has everything in it. It's all the It has everything in it. Today's Thursday. Some of you listen to me on Monday. But those of you who are listening to me today, tomorrow is Erev Shabbos. Let's make this Shabbos a special Shabbos. Let's make this Shabbos a really amazing Shabbos. You know why? Because it's the Makar HaBracha. You're only going to get blessing. You're only going to be gebenched. Because you are doing whatever you can to keep Shabbos right. But in order to keep Shabbos right, besides all the things that you're doing already, I know you're doing. I know you're setting your table, ladies. I know you're preparing the food. Gentlemen, I know you're saying Divrei Torah on Shabbos. I know you're doing all this. I know this is not a class about you know, the basics of Shabbos. But many of you are slipping when it comes to Shalom Bayez. Many of you are slipping. Instead of empowering your relationship, what you're doing is you're lowering it. You're intoxicating it. You're, you're, you're creating havoc. And you're allowing these shadim that's brought down by the Shlah to pull you down and down and down. And here you have an opportunity 
to make a base hamikdash in your house on Shabbos, but instead of baking the base hamikdash, and you prepare the base hamikdash, you got it all right, right? The mizbeach, the menorah, everything is there. But you know what you don't have? You don't have kedusha. You know why you don't have kedusha? Because you don't have shalom bias. You don't have shalom bias. And you can tell me, Rabbi Greenfield, what do you mean? We do have shalom bias. Some of you have shalom bias, and for those of you who do, I'm sorry, but it's still important to listen. But a lot of you are sort of okay, but you're not connecting. You don't have that. You don't have that spiritual connection with your family, especially, especially with your spouse. Um, I'm really talking to both of you today. I'm talking to both men and to women today, and we're going to give you some hopefully skills and tools that will be able to empower you and make this Shabbos an amazing Shabbos, and every Shabbos to make into an amazing Shabbos. Now you know it says Zachar Yom Shabbos Likacho. We have to remember Shabbos to make it holy. And we know, we know when you buy things for Shabbos, you say, Lekavit Shabbos Kaidesh. You're preparing for Shabbos. A lot of ladies who are listening to me right now are preparing for Shabbos right now, and you're thinking, Shabbos Kodesh, I'm doing this for Shabbos. I'm ushering the Shabbos. I want it to be full of Kedusha. Ladies, ladies, I'm asking you something right now. Please listen to me. This is very important, and I'm talking to the men as well. But today, Thursday, I know a lot of ladies are getting ready for Shabbos and everything you're doing, you're saying, Lekavit Shabbos Kaidesh. Ladies, please, when you say Lekavit Shabbos Kaidesh, I don't want you just to think that you want Kedusha in your home on Shabbos. Of course you do. But I want you to think about the Shalom that you're going to bring into your house on Shabbos. Meaning you're going to do whatever you can that there should be Shalom in your house on Shabbos. Because if you're doing everything and you don't have Shalom, it's gone. Men, gentlemen, I know a lot of you, when you buy stuff, you say Lekavit Shabbos Kodesh. I know a lot of you prepare for Shabbos. A lot of you do things for Shabbos. By the way, I just want to mention another very important thing here. Gentlemen, on Erev Shabbos, okay? Obviously, the ladies prepare for Shabbos. We, we all know that. But gentlemen, there's an Indian of you, of you doing something to prepare for Shabbos. I'm not making this up. Gemara says, Reb Chizda would cut the vegetables on Erev Shabbos. Rabba and Rav Yosef would prepare the firewood for Shabbos. Reb Zera would light the fire for Shabbos. Reb Nachman would, would clean his house. It says, Mesachan is Abayas. Clean, I imagine it means clean and fix the house. And bring in the Shabbos kalim. Uh, uh, these, these are Tanayim these Amarayim who were doing things for Shabbos. Don't you think that we should be doing things for Shabbos? The truth is I'm talking to myself also. Because I know how busy you are. I know. <laughs> Living in America. You might be listening to this. I know Baruch Hashem, people listen to this everywhere. But who's not busy today? Who is not busy? Why don't you give me a call and tell me? I'm, I'm never busy. I, I, after the show, call me. <laughs> tell me how you're not busy. Everybody's busy. But you know what, gentlemen? I'm asking now, very important. And this also, bring more Shekhinah to your house. Do something for Shabbos. I, I know someone who, who, who I used to work with, whatnot. An older individual. Really, I'm telling you, an older individual. Too old, not older. A chashivimensh. He's really a chashivimensh. And you know what? On, on Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, he cleans the toilets. Yeah, that's what he does. He cleans the toilets. Now, ladies, I'm not trying to give, you know, don't go to your husband and say, you better clean the toilets. But I'm telling you this, and I, I speak to him, say, what do you mean? You're a chashivimensh. He says to me, what do you mean? It's chashiv. It's chashiv to prepare for Shabbos, whichever way I could prepare for Shabbos. A gentleman, the preparation of Shabbos is very, very pivotal. Now, I just want to tell you something else here. It's very important. Everything is important today, but this is also, this piece is important. That is, you want to prevent as much stress. You want to prevent the stress from entering into your house. Because it's very easy for me to sit here today at 11.29 and 8 seconds 
Anlagba Omer, and to tell you, oh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's so important to have Shalom Bayis on Shabbos. It's very easy for me to say. I'm sitting here, it's all air conditioning, it's nice. I'm sitting in front of a picture of Esau Migdash. It's nice, relaxed, very easy for me to say. But you and I know, when Erev Shabbos hits, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress. Things have to be done. We're on a timeline. There, 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 there are cleaners, there are baths, there are showers, there's, there's chalent, there's, there's, there's chamin, there's lights, there's soda bottles, there's so much to take care of. And the stress starts building up in your house. And if there's too much stress in your house, it's not possible to have shalom. Do you hear what I just said? If, there's t- if it gets to a certain threshold, there's too much stress, you, just, you can't anymore. You can't, you're going crazy. What am I supposed to do? That's why I'm saying, I'm telling you, you know what? Two things. First of all, let's prevent all that stress. I'm going to give you skills and tools. I'm going to tell you things. And let's just try to really infuse that into our daily routine and to try to prevent the stress, number one. Number two, if you feel like you're losing it, you have to take a break. You, I don't care if it's Arab Shabbos. I tell you, I don't care. I don't care if it's three hours before Shabbos you're going crazy. You feel you're going crazy. Ladies, I'm telling you, stop everything. Go upstairs to your room and just slow yourself down. You hear me? Slow, take deep breaths and say, I'm slowing myself down. It's okay. It's all right. I'm going to slow myself down. Read a book. Read a, a, a kosher magazine. Do something to distract yourself just for five minutes and come back down and you'll calm now and let's just do it. Hashem, you're going to help me. Hashem, you're going to help me. That's what you have to do because if there's stress, there's machlokas. You hear me? I'm going to say this again. If there's stress, there's machlokas. There's innuendos of criticism, there's implication of criticism, there's misunderstandings, there's misinterpretations, there's a buildup of stress, and what's really happening is these shade and the chidorites, the, the, the Sutton dances in your house on Erev Shabbos, that what? We try to prevent the stress from coming into your house on Shabbos. So I'm telling you men, number one, very important, very, very important, try to prepare for Shabbos. Do things for Shabbos. You know what that's going to require? That's going to require for you to be ready for Shabbos. If you know that you're doing something, you're cutting the salad, or you're, you're cleaning a certain part of the house, or whatever it is, that gives you more time. That sort of like structures you in a situation. Okay, I got to come home. I got to make the child. I got this. I got that. Make yourself time. I just want to tell you something over here. This is very, very important. Everybody who's listening to me right now says something called Kabbalah Shabbos. We all have something called Kabbalah Shabbat. Where does this Kabbalah Shabbat come from? Where is it from? I want to tell you that it, it, it's brought down that Amorayim used to greet the Shabbos a lot of you who are listening to me right now, okay, this is heavy stuff. I know this is heavy stuff, but I'm happy you're listening to me now. A lot of you that are listening to me right now, what's happening in your house is an Arab Shabbos is that pretty much you're not greeting Shabbos. That's not what's happening in your house. You're not greeting Shabbos. You're huffing and you're puffing and you're running like crazies. And what's happening is, is that Shabbos in a certain way has to wait for you. Shabbos has to wait for you. You're coming to shul late. And, and it's just, you know, you're there for mincha, this and that, and you're huffing, you're puffing. It's just, it's just not normal. It's not normal. And instead of you greeting Shabbos, what happens is, is Shabbos is just like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Now, the metaphor when it comes to Shabbos, for those of you who are still not convinced that Shalom Bais is important in your house, is what? L'chadodi l'kras kala. P'nei Shabbos nekabala. L'kras who? L'kras kala. Kala. The metaphor is a chatan and a kala. That what? We are the chatan. B'nai Yisrael is the chatan. And we're greeting Shabbat. We're greeting the Shabbos. And Shabbos is the kala. And the, 
what was supposed to happen, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm really talking to myself also, what's supposed to happen is that we are supposed to greet Shabbos. Not that Shabbos is greeting us. We're ready for Shabbos. We're relaxed. We're calm. We're coming into Shabbos, ushering it in, and saying L'chododi, the way that the Amaram used to go into, they used to literally go into the field. That's where uh, Kabbalah Shabbos come from. They used to go into the field and greet Shabbos. Greet Shabbos. Shabbos Hakala, Shabbos Hamalka. What do we say? We say, Boi Vishalom, Ateres Bala. Again, the metaphor is what? It's a husband and a wife, a chasan and a kala. It's not a mistake. The, there's innuendos over here. Are you listening? There's innuendos. The point is shalom. I'm getting very worked up about this. I know I am. But you know why? Because it's, it's just, it manifests all over Shabbos. What do you say to someone when you see someone? Okay, we say good Shabbos. But what else do we say? Shabbat Shalom. Why? Because Shalom, it's all about Shalom. When you're coming home on Shabbos, boy, yeah, boy, you're coming home on Shabbos, what are you singing? Shalom Aleichem. You think it's a mistake that Shalom Aleichem is that we're singing? Because again, it's that theme of Shalom. It goes on and on and on. Bowie v'shalom. In Shul, you say Bowie v'shalom. It's all about shalom in your houses. So what I'm saying to you is Reb Chizda, Rabba, Reb Yosef, Reb Zera, Reb Nachman, they weren't making mistakes. They were getting themselves ready for Shabbos. Gentlemen, you're so busy because you have all these things to do. You want to have bracha in your house? Don't wait to the last second. Don't wait to the last second. Usher in the Shabbos and have yourself early and ready for Shabbos and cut those vegetables or prepare or do something. Ladies who are listening, please do not tell this to your husbands. <laughs> you know, it sounds funny, right? No, it's not your place. You're not as mashkiach. It's not your place. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I could tell them that. that. If you want to motivate them, you can motivate them. It's a whole different class. But you're going to get into a fight if you do that. I'm telling the men who are listening to this, usher in the Shabbos, get yourself ready before Shabbos, have time, where you're not taking a shower last second, you're not running and you're puffing and you're rushing. I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of pressure. But the only way to do it is to prepare. The only way to do it is to prepare and to say to yourself, you know what? Every Arab shops, I'm going crazy. I, I take showers last second. I, I get dressed. I'm going crazy. What can I do? So structure yourself in a different way. Make yourself a plan. Create a list. Ladies, this is for you. Create a list. You have a list of what stuff you have to do for Shabbos. Those of you who have children, put it on the refrigerator. Write. Write for it. Shabbos. You can write Shabbos activities, not jobs. I would say Shabbos activities. You write all the things that have to be done to prepare the Shabbos. What am I talking about when I'm talking about this? I'm talking about all the things that you have to do in order to prepare for Shabbos. You write the list. It's on the refrigerator. It's on the refrigerator. And here I actually have a little that writing here. I'm telling you, the Eitzah Hara today does not. Not, 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 not want me to be successful in today's show. I'm, computer's down, but now it's better. I couldn't find the notes I even wrote on paper, but now it's fine. It's okay, because I know how important this. Listen to this. You can write to your children all the things that have to be done on Shabbos. For example, you want to put the tissues out, the chalent, the last sweep, the light, opening the drinks for those of you who open drinks. Ex extend your life. You could write it on the list. And then you know what? Ladies... Gentlemen, on the Shabbos table, this is what you say to your children. For those of the kids who helped, you say, listen, I know everybody wanted to help for Shabbos today. See how I'm starting? Because you don't want to knock the other children. 
I, I know everybody wanted help for Shabbos, but I really wanted to thank Maishi for putting in the tissue boxes in the bathrooms. I wanted to thank uh, Zahava for sweeping the last sweep. I wanted to, to, to help to, to thank uh, Yankee for setting the lights. I wanted to thank my husband, Moshe, Yaakov, Shimon for preparing the candles for me. I appreciate that. So really, it's the husband's maybe place to do it, but the lady could also thank her husband then. You know how empowering that is? You know how empowering that is for the kids to hear this? This is what should be happening in your houses. This is what to be happening. I know I'm worked up. And ladies, please don't, don't go to your husbands and get upset at them. You can motivate them to do this. But this is very, very important. Okay. So when you're getting yourself ready for Shabbos, today, on Lagba Omer, you're doing things to be ready for Shabbos. Or tonight, or you're listening, to this, you're listening to this on Monday night. Whenever you're getting ready for Shabbos, think about the shalom you want to bring in your house. So if you had an issue with your teenage daughter on, on Shabbos, and you're in a store, and you're buying things, and you're saying, Lekavet Shabbos Kodesh, you know what you can also do? Maybe buy her something special that she likes. Because you had an issue with her, so now you're going to show her that you actually do love her. Of course you love her, but you're going to show her, because you can remember, because you Lekavet Shabbos Kodesh. So you hear what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying to, when you're saying Lekavet Shabbos Kodesh, think about the Shalom you want to bring into your house. Think about the Shabbat Shalom that you want to bring in your house. And then think about what can I do to usher in. My husband actually likes something. I'm going to get this for him for Shabbos, because I know. My wife likes something. Of course, gentlemen, you should get anything, anything to your wife on Shabbos. I bought her flowers, but you know what happens? When I buy her the flowers, she just leaves them to end up wilting and it bothers me. Oh, boy, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. What are you worried about? I know what you're worried about, most of you. You're worried about your finances, right? That's what you're worried about. But the money. Most of you are worried about the money, I know. I know, most of you are worried about the money. Even the rich people who have the money are also worried about the money. Because they also have issues with money. <laughs> I'm telling you. So stop worrying about it. Start doing something about it. You know what you could do? I'll tell you what you could do. Bring Shalom into your house on Shabbos. At least Shabbos. Bring Shalom. Let the Vishchina be there. You don't know how type of Makara Brach this is going to be. So get her those flowers, even if she leaves it on the, on the table and lets her wilt. It doesn't have to be flowers. You can bring her a chocolate. You can bring her a black and white cookie. You can give her something just to say, I was thinking about you. It's important for your wife. Yes, it's very important for your wife to get her that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, another idea here. I just want to mention this very interesting idea. And that is, if you want your children to be ready on time for Shabbos, you know what you can do, ladies and gentlemen? You want your children to be ready for Shabbos? I'll tell you a little trick. It's not my trick. It's my wife's trick, actually. But it works like a charm. And that for younger kids... Buy ice cream. You hear me? Get get a tub of ice cream, and you're not. Don't worry about the mess. It won't make a mess because you get get cones. The only mess is going to be the scooper, and whoever is ready for Shabbos, you get ice cream before before davening. Yes. What do you mean? Even before davening, get a little bit dirty. I'm telling you, it works like a charm. By the way, those of you who have other ideas, you could definitely text the studio. At three four seven nine two seven eight three nine, I always like to hear from people. I, I don't think I'm the master of ideas here. You know, I always like to hear Scalti. So if you have other ideas as far as ushering in the Shabbos, bringing the Shekhinah to Shabbos, and getting your kids ready for Shabbos, that ice, that ice cream idea I've seen actually works like a charm. Now, what I want to tell you is the next piece of Shabbos, and that is, that is, yes, yes. I want you to think to yourself, how is your Erev Shabbos like? Is it crazy? You're out of Shabbos. Are you ushering into the, the Shabbos relaxed? Are you all dressed and ready and calm and relaxed? Or are you ushering the Shabbos with stress? If you're ushering the Shabbos stress, 
ladies and gentlemen, first take your take account take your take accountability of your own actions. You're not a bad person. You're a wonderful person. But you know what? You have a personality that just waste you're a last second personality or your husband's a last second doesn't make him into a bad person doesn't make you into a bad person let's first take accountability for ourselves am i a last minute person let me see what i could do believe there i'm going to try to be ready tomorrow you say to yourselves two hours three hours four hours before shabbos i'm gonna i don't have to, I don't have to dictate here on the show but i'm telling you think to yourself you know i'm going to try to be ready before and hopefully you'll succeed and if you fail because you might fail. You try again, and you try again, and you try again. That's the theme of Lagba Omer, to try again. So first, we take our own accountability. Next, you want to speak about your spouse. Okay, it's not, it makes it very hard for me. My spouse comes in last second. What do I do? It creates a lot of havoc. So there's two things. First of all, it's hard to change your spouse. It really, really is. And I'm, I'm telling you from experience, the professional, it's very, very hard to change someone else. It's much easier to change yourself. I'm not saying that sometimes the other person has to change. I'm not one of those people who will tell you that you can only change yourself, you can't change the other person, and therefore you should, you know, you should work on yourself and everything will be good. Because that's nonsense. I'm sorry to say that. I heard this a lot. It's really nonsense. Because then you try to be mavater, and then what happens is you're becoming passive-aggressive and you're getting into fights with your husband. And I see this all the time also. But it is true that it's much, much, much easier to change yourself than it is to change someone else. That's, that's very, very true. And by the way, when I say changing someone else, I'm not talking about telling the other person what to do. I'm talking about a whole mahalach. So don't listen to me now and go back to your husband and your wife and then, oh, you know what? I want to change you. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. But what I am saying is, you know your husband comes in last second. He gets all pressured because he's bringing the packages inside and he's like this, that, and he needs help. Anticipate it. Anticipate it. So you know what? Have someone with the kids ready for him so he can help him with the thing. You know, every shot, every air of Shabbos, where's my suit? Where's my suit? You know what? Have him prepared. Gentlemen, I'm talking to you too, because sometimes it works the other way around, where your wife is last minute and whatever. So, you know, have certain things prepared. Try to do things for yourself that'll make it easier for your spouse. Prepare the candles for your spouse, because last second she's not going to be able to, she can't find the matches. Have those matches ready for her. The sitter that she's always looking for, have the sitter ready for her, gentlemen. She's last second, she can't, and she has to do the challenge. Offer to help her make the challenge. Whoever has the stronger personality when it comes to organization and structure, that person, Akash gave you that. So use that to your advantage as opposed to fighting with your spouse. That's number one. Number two, number two, you could have a conversation with your spouse. These are dangerous conversations. But they have to be done very smart. You do not have them on Erev Shabbos. You can have them on a Maita Shabbos. And of course, those spouses involved, for those of you who listen to me, involve first finding the right time. He doesn't have his hat. You don't have your hats on. You sit down with your husband or your wife. And you say to them, I know you get really pressured and, I, and I, I really appreciate everything you do. You start off connecting. I know it's hard for you, but if you can do ABC, it will make me really happy for next Shabbos. Anyway, you could come in a home, home a little bit earlier. That would make a very big difference for my Shabbos. He's going to fail the first time and the second time, but the third time when he actually does it for you, you say to him, wow, I want to tell you this Arab Shabbos, this Shabbos was so amazing. It was so much better than the other Shabbos, and I really, really appreciate it. The next thing, as far let's go on as far as coming on time to shul. Running through a lot of that. Coming time to shul, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of your children are not coming on time to shul. You're getting very frustrated with them. If they're younger, you have much more of a handle on them. Younger, I'm talking about before adolescence. That's really what I'm talking about. If you're younger, of course, you could you could you can mold them. You really could mold them. But once they get a little bit older, adolescence and teens, now I would say even adolescence. 
Let it go, guys. Let it go, gentlemen. Don't get upset at your kid for not coming on time for shul. Don't get upset in your child. Number one, you're bringing a machlokas. Number two, your child knows. He knows that he's late. He feels bad about it. And if you're going to muster him and you say, now you come, now, now, where were you? Where were you? You don't know what you're doing to the child. You're not making him, you're breaking him. Right? Like, is it making me break? You're breaking your child. So, gentlemen, I'm talking to you. Your child's coming late. Don't. Don't bring him down. He knows well. Let him, let him just do it, and you'll see if he feels that you're accepting him, if he feels that you love him, validate him, he'll do it himself. You're going to see he'll start coming on time. This also goes for morning in the morning. We don't pet our kids. Where were you? How come you're not on time? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Don't do that to your children, especially in today's day and age. I'm telling you, it's not good. Trust me on this one. It's not good. Um, next, I want to talk about coming back from shul. It's a beautiful minig to bench your kids. If you don't do it, you could start doing it. But I want to tell you, with older kids, don't start doing it with older kids because they're not going to like it. You do it with younger kids, you could do it with younger kids. It's, it, it's brought down, actually, in this safer. Uh, she and Verachshin's brought down a lot of sources to bench your kids, to bless your kids. And what's the last word? Guess what? Shalom. Mistake? I don't think so. So, but that's that's what you're doing. You're benching the kids. It's a beautiful minig for for children, for children after they're benched by their father to kiss their mothers. To kiss their mother's hands. They're from and hug him just to bring the family closer to Ashran. Ladies, if your husbands are not doing this, please be careful. Please be very, very careful. You have to be careful how to motivate him. You don't want to tell him, oh, you know, you better do this because otherwise you're going you're to bring more machlokas into your house. Let's talk about the meal being ready. Ladies, ladies, you don't have to tell me this. I, I know this is true. I've heard this from many people and I know how busy you are in Erev Shabbos. Some of you are not because you're more structured and more organized. Some of you, you are structured and organized but you're busy, you're working, is what are you supposed to do? I understand that. But I'm telling you, a man without food has his hats on. Children without food have their hats on. So either feed your husband before, if you know you're not, you're not going to have the meal ready for him, maybe offer him food before he goes to shul. Trust me on this one, because he's going to come back, he's going to be hungry, he's, he's going to be a bear. You know your husband when he's a bear. Every woman who, who's listening to this knows their husband when he's a bear. And you don't want your husband to be a bear, right? So I'm telling you now, Feed him maybe a little bit before the meal if you can't have it on time. But the best thing really I'm telling you, because this, this issue brings machlokas into houses where the meal's not ready. So if you can't have it ready, you had a hard day, say to him, Moshe, Shlomo, Yaakov, I'd love to have the meal ready on time today. But I just want to tell you, I had a really hard day. So maybe may, I actually have some kugel and challenge here from you. Maybe have a little bit. If, is it okay? Maybe before the meal, I'll, while you go to shul, maybe I take a nap. Okay, not a problem. Work it out together like a couple. Compromise. Compromise, but anticipate your husband is going to be a bear without food. Your children are going to be a bear without food. Some husbands don't mind. Some of you listening to me are saying that, oh, my husband is actually very okay with it. He might not be okay with it, but most husbands, I'm telling you, without food, oh boy, you, you want to make sure that meal is ready on time so you can start. And, and the truth is best is to start time. To, try, to start the meal on time is always best. Can't happen, it can't happen, but it's, it's best for it to happen. Gentlemen, if the meal is not ready on time, I'm talking to you now, don't pressure your wife. She had a hard day. Trust me, she's not doing it because she, she hates you. She's doing it because she just didn't get a chance. She doesn't stop. Be mevater. Be mevater. You're already ushering the shechina. <sighs> I am worked up about this. I really am. Because I'm telling you, I see this with couples. Shabbos comes. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tested, both men and women. Your husband, your wife is going to do stuff or is not going to do stuff. It's going to annoy you. Let it go. Let it go. Be mavater. If it's such an important issue, 
You'll bring it up, you'll bring it up later, much later, but not now. You'll see you'll be bivater, but you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. Like I'm talking to you about being ready on, on time for Shabbos. You know how hard it is these days? But what if you persevere and you win? You win. You win. You get bracha into your house. With children, you know, a lot of your children are fighting on Shabbos. I know that. You know what's a way to prevent it? Children need a lot of love. They need a lot of attention. I know you're very busy. There's nothing wrong with taking a walk with your children, really. Maybe one at a time, spending with your child. Why don't we take a walk, Moshe? Why don't we take a, a walk, Shifra? Husbands who are not spending time with their daughters. It's an incredible time on Shabbos to spend time with your daughters. Maybe take them out. It's very, very important for their future, for their development, for prevention, for then getting into, involved in things. Mothers, husbands, parents with your kids, maybe alone time. It's very, very important. It goes without saying that you should be spending quality time with your spouse on Shabbos. I know I don't have to say this, but I'm saying this anyways. Because many of you know this, but you're not doing this. Now the weather's getting nicer. Now we're bringing Shalom into our house. You have an opportunity now to spend quality time with your spouse. That does not mean with the family on the Shabbos table. It's not what it means. What it means is you take a walk with your wife, with your husband. If you're too from because you don't feel comfortable taking walks, you know what? You could spend time in the living room, sitting and... I, I say walks are the best thing because they really infuse ourselves to create a connection. Um, fighting on the Shabbos table. <sighs> okay, fighting on the Shabbos table. We don't fight on the Shabbos table. We just don't do that. But a lot of you, a lot of you are getting into arguments, petty arguments, sometimes with your kids, sometimes with your spouse because your spouse is saying something you don't agree. There's always talking on the Shabbos table, right? It's best, honestly, don't to talk to the Torah, but it's not always possible, right? So your spouse says something, you don't agree with him, you don't agree with her, right? So you're talking about, I don't know, the Shidduch crisis, or you're talking about the elections, or you're talking about, maybe you shouldn't talking about that on Shabbos, you're talking about something else. But whatever you're talking about, and you don't agree with what your wife is saying, you don't agree with what your husband's saying, luz up, luz up, let it go, let it go. You know what? Doesn't hurt you, doesn't take away from your health, he's not insulting you, just let him be right. This is very, very, usually very important for the husbands that they feel that they're right when they say things on the Shabbos table because the truth is they, they are. There's always two ways to look at it. So a lot of us think that making a conversation means arguing with, 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 with someone. That's, I'm telling you, you know people like that? <laughs> we have so little time left. But do you know people like that, that? That the way they think you make conversation is that you argue. That's how you make conversation. That's not the way you make conversation. And most definitely, it's not the way you make conversation with your spouse. You don't argue with them. So if you're sitting on the Shabbos table and your spouse says something that you don't agree with, or it never happened, they're making up stories, don't correct them. Don't argue with them. Let them be right. Let them be right. And you know what? Also very important is to reflect. Very, very important to reflect. Sometimes your husband says something, oh, you're saying that A, B, C, D, F, G? Or you, or you tell your wife, oh, you mean to say that? Oh, that's very interesting. That's, oh, okay. And if you don't agree with them, you could say to them, oh, it's very interesting. I hear what you're saying. Validate them. Validate them. Because sometimes nobody's validating your husband. And that's why he's getting so frustrated. And that's why he's becoming so negative. Because he's not being validated. Sometimes nobody's validating your wife. And that's why she just wants to talk and talk and talk. Because she wants someone to listen to her and validate her. And you're going to argue with her? So validate her. And then she'll feel good. Reflect. Tell her what she just said and then validate. You don't know how important and empowering it is 
in human psychology, and especially, especially on Shabbos, when you want to bring Shalom into your house. That's what you want to do. It's very, very, very important. Okay, next. All right, your children on the Shabbos table. I don't think you should force your children to stay on the Shabbos table. If kids feel that they're forced to stay on the Shabbos table, when they're going to get older, they're not going to want to have a Shabbos table, a long one. They're going to want to end it very fast, and they're going to want to leave. So if a child has to be excused, he could say, Ta ma aba ima. Do you mind if I, if, 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 I, if I go be excused a little bit? I want to go, whatever it is. Not everybody's meant to sit on the Shabbos table for so long. You can't force children to stay, especially if you have a long, if you have a short Shabbos meal, maybe it's different. But first of all, we don't force children. We don't force, we motivate. We want to make the Shabbos table a, a, something that they want to experience. If you... Tell your child, here's an idea for you. Moshe, let's sing Yom Zemechubat. Why don't you start the song? Moshe, you start it. You tell me. You know they're different. Moshe, you start. Oh, oh now you're empowering your child. So he's going to start the niggin. It's a different niggin. Now it's his niggin, not your niggin. You hear? Or, you know, or you, you, you have a young girl went to, she, she's in, she has a parsha sheet. She got, Shifra, you have something you want to say on the parsha? Oh yeah, Ma, Tati, come. I, I, and she starts saying, she says, she says in Lashon Kodesh, she says it in English, and you know already the Torah, everybody knows the Torah, let her say it. If children are interrupting her, Moshe Yaakov, if you, do, if you don't want to hear, no problem, you could go to the kitchen. You're not going to start the, Moshe, quiet. Yaakov, quiet. Your sister's talking. Shlaimi, Shlaimi, your brother's talking. Yanki, your father's talking. Why are you interrupting? With parents, obviously, it's a little bit different, but with siblings, I want to tell you, Tell your children, if you, if you don't want to hear, no problem, you can go into the kitchen, but don't interrupt. And you can tell them privately. Yanki, can you come here a second? Yes, Tati, what do you want? Yanki, I just want to tell you, I understand that you, it's hard for you to listen to the Dvar Torah that Moshe is saying. If you can, no problem, just go into the kitchen. Okay, okay thank you, Tati, and then come back later. Fine. You just prevented machlokas. Because you know what happens with most of these children, ladies and gentlemen? They don't, they don't fight. They stop saying the Dvar Torah. Do you hear me? You know exactly what I'm talking about. They don't fight with their peers. They're like, you know, fine, forget it. I'm not, I'm not saying anymore. What do you think it does to their self-esteem? What do you think it does to their self-esteem? It boosts it? No. So instead of making a whole machlokas, just tell Shimi, Shimi, can you come here a second? Shimi, if you, can't, if you can't listen, no problem. You can go into the kitchen. Okay, fine. Protect your child. Protect this child from the other child because that's going to affect the child later on. I'm telling you, these are pivotal pieces in their development. So it's very important not to have the machlokas. Not to have the machlokas. Gentlemen, some of you are saying very different Torah, which are very long. You can't expect your, your children to, to listen to such long different Torah. That, you know, you might not be going to class every day. They're going to class every day. They have to sit there with the Rebbe for who knows how long. And now they have to sit and listen to you. I'm not saying you shouldn't say a Dvar Torah. Some houses are not saying different Torah at all. But some of you are saying these long, elaborate different Torah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, you think you're... you're, you're I know you want to teach your children. I, I, I get that. I know you want to teach them. This is not what it was in the olden days. It's not. Kids, kids are very antsy today. Make it short and sweet. Trust me, make it short and sweet. And let them say the Divrei Torah. Maishi, what do you have in this week's parasha? You don't, not a problem. Yanki, don't push them. Don't push them, push them, push them when they can't do it. Okay, next. Next, next. This is all so important. Next things. We, only have, we don't have a lot of time. The next thing is like this, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Shabbos. We're talking about having Shalom in your house on Shabbos and how important it is and how Shalom is the bedrock and the foundation of the Kedusha in your house. 
when you come to Shabbos, and when you're getting ready for Shabbos, you always have to think of how am I going to bring Shalom into my house on Shabbos. Let's move on. Let's move on. I don't know if we're going to be able to finish all of this today. Let's move on. Next. Next, 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 next. Okay, fine. Bring something. Okay, fine. Um, we spoke about meal being on time. Going to sleep. Don't... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, you want your children to go to sleep on time? You go to sleep on time. I'm sorry for being so strong, but that's, that's the best method. Lead by example. You want them to go to sleep on time, you go to sleep on time. That's why I say every night, people, you want, you want you to close the lights and go to sleep. On Shabbos, you can't close the lights. So you know what? Good night. We're going to sleep. With your younger children, you have more, you, you have more influence with your younger children. I'm saying up to adolescence. But once adolescence hits, you're not. You're going to fight with your kids to go to sleep. You're not going to wake up to chakras. Maishu, why don't you go to sleep? You're not going to wake up to chakras. Yankee. Shlaimi, why don't you go to sleep? You know, you know you know you have a problem waking up. Don't do that. Don't do that. They know good and well. Yanki, Maishi, I'm going to sleep. See you tomorrow during Shachris. And then when they come on time to Shachris the next day, they might not. But the day that they do, or the day they come early, I say, Yanki, it was so nice to see you this morning. It was so nice to see you morning early, early for Shabbos, for Shachris. It was so nice. It was so nice. And 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 make make it palatable. Meaning, meaning maybe you should have Okay, I'm afraid to say this because the ladies who listen to me, many times, I'm, I'm scared. I'm not saying that you do this. Many times, okay, I'm going to tell this to my husband. You have to be very careful what you tell your husband. But I'm saying, gentlemen who are listening to this, here's a good idea. Maybe make a chavrusa shaft with your, with your child before shachris. I'm telling you, you'll be able to connect to your child before shachris and he'll be there for you five minutes before shachris. It, it's, it's an amazing, amazing idea. The next thing that I want to talk to you about, we have so little time left, is that what is that spending the time. When you're spending the time either with your children or with your wife on Shabbos, I ask you, practically plead with you, if you're taking that walk, listen. Don't give advice. Don't tell them how they're wrong. Don't be shocked when your child is opening up to you and telling you something that you can't believe your, your child actually did. Like, wow, you really did that? I don't believe it. Listen, validate, reflect, meaning repeat what they're saying to show them you know what they're saying. And then validate and say, wow, that's great. Emphasize and validate. Not to give, not to give Musr. I have very little time left now, so I just want to mention one thing. Baruch Hashem, right, so, right, so much to mention. But I just want to mention because about this workshop they are actually starting. It was scheduled for Monday. We're actually doing it Tuesday night. And I'm going to let all the people, Baruch Hashem, we had a lot of people signed up. Thank you, all the people who are signing up. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be mostly Monday nights, but also Tuesday night. This Tuesday night, because some people are saying they're going away. Monday, no problem, no problem. We're going to have it a Tuesday night in Mr. Shem, this first Tuesday night. It's going to be very comprehensive. It's definitely worth it. If your husband doesn't want to do it, it's okay. It's not about machlokas. If you could join, great. If you can't, you can't. We'll have other ones. But this one, I'm just trying to get everybody involved, trying to get everybody into this. And Baruch Hashem, people who I've had them in the past, I never did teleconference. And it's going to be recorded, meaning if you can't make it, it's going to be recorded. Don't worry. I can't make it. I'm going to be in the country. So you can listen to the recording. I'd rather you be there live. I don't even know if I have any more room for people to come live. I might have. But if you're interested, TorahMarriage.com and go to the link where it says workshop, sign up for the workshop. Please make sure that I send you back an email. If you've signed, a lot of people have signed, they haven't gotten emails from me. I don't know what's going on. Again, it's the Sahara. Fine. No problem. Send me an email at greenfieldgmail.com. Uh, 917-397-2841. I just want to make sure that anybody who signed up actually is going to be in the system. I don't check it all the time. I'm going to check it again later. Baruch Hashem, we had a lot of people who are signing up. 
the first uh, night is going to be Tuesday night. Uh, those of you who want to join this workshop, uh, made a very discounted rate this time. And uh, Mr. Shem people will join. If, if it, it can't work, it can't work. Fine, we don't bring a machlokas in your house. Thank you so much for listening. Today on Lag Bo'emer, let's finish all this machlokas. It's Hamid Rebbe Kiva, Nebuch. You know, we, we don't know what happened. We really don't know what happened. We know one thing. It's over. We're bringing in Shalom. Rebbe Kiva had new Talmidim. And who came out of that? Rebbe Shimon Bar Yechai. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Rebbe Yitzchak Yifi, 917 Have an amazing, amazing, amazing week.